Hi folks, PJ here. So if you've been following our social media, you'll already realize what happened. But this episode you're about to listen to was recorded six, seven weeks ago. Uh, and then before I could finish editing it, I was midway through the edit when my son, who was due to be born early April, decided no, he was going to come mid-February instead. Life went a bit crazy wasn't able to finish the edit and get the episode out. So this is actually our second birthday episode two months late-ish. So yeah, just a little explanation as to why we've been away there. It's purely because I have needed to take time off to sort of get used to being a father. Uh, my son's doing amazing. He's brilliant. And uh, the whole family's doing well. I'm just very tired, which you will find out on our next episode because it's painfully obvious. Anyway, Thank you so much for bearing with us in the in the break. We really appreciate that you still listen to us. Um, please enjoy this episode and all subsequent episodes, which we will try and keep to the weekly schedule. Captain Archer of the Battle Cruiser Enterprise. Welcome to The Measure of a Fan, a Star Trek podcast in which three nerds watch all of Star Trek in chronological order, one of them enduring it all for the very first time. My name is PJ Montgomery, and I am joined as ever by Matt Troy. Nanu, Nanu. And our resident Trek first-timer, Elliot Red. Hello, everybody. And very special episode this week, because it's our second birthday episode. Yay! We're two. We've been yeah. doing this shit for two years. Oh, how how old are we in podcast years? Five, uh, ten, fifteen? <laughs> I think I think we're like thirty-seven. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it feels it. <laughs> now, I know that you guys have got something for me for the second <laughs> birthday, so I've obviously got a present for you. So, before we start today's episode, I just want to uh, share with you guys a little gift. A little gif, a little gift. <laughs> it's not a gif. <laughs> oh, I wanted the so gif. If, if you uh, if you take to the measure of a fan uh, Facebook chat, um, I'm going to send the gift to you now. Oh, this is this is exciting. Oh boy! Oh, look at that! Whoa! <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> We've got new artwork, and I'm pretty sure this is Gav Mitchell, isn't it? It is Gav Mitchell. So our our amazing artist friend Gav Mitchell has. Uh, upon my commissioning, designed a brand new logo <laughs> to replace the shonky one that I made two years ago in like on my mobile phone Photoshop. This is um, this yeah, is amazing. Oh, it, this is yeah. This is going to replace all our pictures on social media as soon as this episode comes out. And I love that I've got a phaser. Matt's got a tricorder, and Elliot's eating a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I to be honest with you, there's. The, the cookie was a little it took a while to get there i actually requested a hot dog 
Uh, Gav <laughs> drew it with a hot dog, but the hot dog didn't look good. And I agree, the hot dog was fine, but it wasn't exactly the look that I was looking for. Uh, so he replaced it with a burger, and I had to say, a burger's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I, we need to get Gav on the show. We yeah, really do. He did such such a good job of these. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. Uh, you know, we've got one guest slot left open this season. Let's fill it with Gavin. Yeah, let's Gavin let's... show, and he can talk about his artistic artistic process. So yeah, yeah, by the time this episode goes up, people will just be able to see this by looking, obviously, at our. I'll I'll wait till this episode goes out to update everything and put it out there. But uh, oh, Matt, thank you so much for arranging that. And Gav, you know I love your work. <laughs> Gav said that he is the you are the person he has drawn more of than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. Gav and I did a, a graphic novel together a few years ago, The Trolltooth Wars, an adaptation of the fighting fantasy graphic novel. And there's a whole sequence in there where I just described a peasant character. Gav drew me. So I'm in like three pages of that comic. He then had to draw us as our pictures for like our author profiles in the book. He also drew the JLA cast logo, which is also my face. <laughs> so <laughs> He's drawn me a fair amount. And I need to apologize to him for that. <laughs> he seems to be into it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm in love with this picture. It's so good. <laughs> well, I'm afraid we... We can't stare at it all all day because oh. we do have to talk about an episode of Star Wars. Oh, well, that sucks. But it's almost fitting for our two-year episode. We're looking at a part two. Of nice the... try. Yeah. Yeah, nice I was try. almost there. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> the number two does come up later on in this episode as well, briefly, sort of. Anyway, this week we're looking at Awakening, which was written by Andre Boromanis, directed by Roxanne Dawson, and aired on the 26th of November 2004. And it basically starts where the last episode left off with Archer and Topol in a cave with some Vulcans. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then it goes to the Vulcan High Command, where Soval's basically on trial for mind-melding, and they go, why'd you lie to us? And he went, well, I didn't want you to know that I could mind-meld, because then you'd kick me off the council. They go, yes! And he says, well, that's why I lied to you. <laughs> so, Soval has been like fucking with us since day one, basically, then. Yes, he has. There is a line about this that I love that comes up later on between him and Trip, but we'll, we'll get to that to that scene. But yeah, basically, Soval, it turns out, has been cool all along. But yeah, wasn't who I can't remember if he was actually the one who like ruffled Archer for the dead Vulcans on the ship when he got back to Earth though. Or it, was. Was, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought him. so. Still, I mean, you know, he has been done a, a bit of a turnaround, but it's not like he was completely cool all along. He was a bit of an unnecessary dick when they got back to Earth. But... I mean, let's face it, he's not cool now. <laughs> he's, he's cool in terms of how cool a fucking Vulcan from the High Command can be, or whatever. Like his mum says, he's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say he's like woke. He's like Vulcan woke. <laughs> but he does have a line about, oh, the High Council's no stranger to deception. You got burned! And like Velas, who's the head of the High Council, who makes everyone call him Excellency. <laughs> fucking prick. I love that honorific. Excellency. <laughs> They're going, That's not a very logical title, is it? You won't call me Excellency. He loves it. <laughs> then we get the credits, and then we get back to Archer and T'Pol in the with the Cyrenites who've captured him. And uh, one of them is T'Pol, who just walks out. And she says, hey, I'm T'Pol. And Archer's like, you killed Admiral Forrest. And she says, no, I didn't. 
Yeah, Admiral Hoovist. <laughs> because Archer is not aware of the investigation that's happened on the Enterprise at this time. And I'd forgotten that. I went, why doesn't he know that? Yeah, I, I remembered. I got slightly confused by this as well. But yeah, they were all like split up. They Scooby-Dooed it earlier in the, the first episode, didn't they? I will say it doesn't help that in this scene, like the end of the last episode, Archer was like, I know where we're going. I know all of this. And then in this scene, he's like, I don't know anything. Yeah. And he also has to say to Paul, oh, that Vulcan we met in the desert, mind melded with me. And I'm like, yeah, Topol saw it happen and explained to you what had happened. So yeah. slight inconsistency. Yeah, Topol was scullying a bit this episode, wasn't she? She was a bit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So who knows that the Vulcan guy was the bomber? Or from the council, did Enterprise get that knowledge? Or just yeah, the Enterprise crew know that. Soval knows that. Yeah, that's it. Then ugh, I I just feel like, and I'm nitpicking here a little bit because the episode played out pretty fine, but it it just it just felt like you know if you had that knowledge, even if it's not admissible proof because of the mind meld or whatever, you would go back to Earth and be like, uh, Vulcans are up to some shady shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel though that like it, I I get what you're saying, but I feel this episode is very much if we leave Vulcan now, we're never going to be able to come back in the same way because they are really like right. This is like actually they're about to start a fucking war. Yeah, they're about to start some real big shit. So they they kind of like the next time they turn up, this place is going to be like Vulcan war cruisers all over the shop. Like it's going to yeah. be bad. fair enough. Archer and Topol, because no one in there knows who the real culprit behind the bombing is, they say, oh, we did meet a Vulcan in the desert. His name was Arev. And Topol's like, Arev was Siren, our leader, because we're Sirenites. See? <laughs> he's like, oh. This is confusing, though, because I keep going to keep thinking that you're saying Topol when you're actually saying Topol. <laughs> it happened to me a couple of times last episode, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, that's that's Vulcan names. They're very similar to each other. It's like northern phrases, isn't it? Like, going to Paul. (laughs) Going to Paul's or something, I don't know. I only speak a little northern. Uh, But Archer and T'Pol are locked up in a room with a window. T'Pub. That's that's my most Vulcan name, okay? (laughs) It's only the lady Vulcans whose names start with T'Pub. Well, I think that you are not appreciating my... Yeah, Matt, you'd be, you'd be Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm... I wouldn't be a Vulcan anyway. I'd be an Andorian because I'm led by my emotions and I like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't like the heat. No, I do not like the heat. But yeah, they've been locked up and... Uh, this is where Archer says, oh, he did something, he put his hand on me and he said something and Topol, instead of saying, yeah, we covered that last episode, goes, oh, that sounds weird. Yeah, it makes it sound like he kind of fondled him. <laughs> I mean, he did. In the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and then Topol's mother, Les Dennis, is also there and Topol's like, I don't understand what Les Dennis is doing. <laughs> Hang on, I, I just thought you said that she said I didn't understand what Les Dennis So like, now she's just like addressing herself in the third bit <laughs> Les Dennis don't like this <laughs> <laughs> That's how Les Dennis talks, I'm sure <laughs> And then T'Pau says oh, If Siren is dead, then everything's gone to shit So on the Enterprise, Trip's in the captain's ready room Because he's in charge now, he's taken power forcefully a coup happened while Archer and T'Pol were away. A coup d'etat. And 
Soval is also there, and like, why was he allowed back up to the Enterprise? I I, I was wondering that myself. I reckon he just went. <laughs> I, I like he's just in the ready room going through Archer's CDs. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, whale song. And then later on, he's just at T'Pol's station doing science shit for them. He's like, <laughs> I, I do what I want. I like the idea that he's had some kind of like epiphany that all of a sudden he has free will. Like he's just like, <laughs> oh, I could, I could just like, go, I could just like go. They told me not to, but I could still do it. <laughs> he's just fiddling with his thumbs, and he's like, Commander Tucker, can I check my email? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. And he's like, thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he brings his phone out. Because yeah, they all actually have smartphones, they're just really stupid and don't use them. You know that Soval gets loads of like Viagra commercials as well. <laughs> like, I wish I'd not spent any time on Earth. But Trip asks him about his future career plans, and he basically goes, "I don't know. Like, surely he could just retire. Surely he's got yeah, money. Probably." And Trip then says, "We can't contact Archer to Paul." And Soval says, "And also." That Vulcan dude down there, the Excellency guy, he's going to bomb the fuck out of that place where they are. Yeah, what's his name? Vloss. Vloss. Yeah, Vloss. Oh, Vloss, then. Like Velocity, but without... Velociraptor. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Velociraptor, yeah. He's a Velocivulcan. I think I just prefer to call him Floss, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Because he gets between your teeth. (laughs) And he's always doing that dance that I can't do. <laughs> Can you level that down a bit, please? <laughs> I mean, the, the one from Fortnite. People have tried to teach it to me, but I think I'm just too old. I, oh, I mean, dancing is for a different kind of person, right? Masters <laughs> <laughs> don't dance. They're like Klingons. We do not dance. <laughs> I'll, I'll bop. That's the best I'll do. Yeah, yeah. I'll nod my head. I'll do a bit of karaoke. I will do the Dance of Honor and nothing else. Oh, yeah. We'll do the, the cut the piece of a log dance from... Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> but some, someone's dog needs to piss on it first. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's a key part of the dance. T'Pol goes to see her mum. They have a conversation where T'Pol's like, I don't know why you've joined these violent people. And her mum's like, because the High Council are shit. And have rejected the true teaching of Turak. And T'Pol says, So have you. And the mum's like, Touche, T'Pol, touche. <laughs> and then Archer has a Star Trek vision, by which I mean it's just really brightly lit. Anyone who has a dream or a vision in Star Trek, any of the Star Trek shows from next gen to Enterprise, it's just brightly lit. Yeah. Slightly fuzzy. Wow, so that's like 7, 14, 21, plus these four seasons. Of that. 25 seasons, yeah. 25 seasons. This doesn't feel like a dream. You're seeing the past through my eyes. Siren did something to me before he died. He chose you. (laughs) You don't trust Vulcans, Captain. Given your experiences with them, I can't say I blame you. The culture you've come to know isn't the one I helped to create. My people have strayed, and someone must restore them to the path. You've got the wrong man. Sorry, Captain. There's an Earth expression. We're stuck with each other. Don't fight what's been given to you. 
Open your mind and your heart, and the way will become clear. Captain. The way that Archer was looking around, I was half expecting him to ask Suruk if he knew Daniels. <laughs> you don't know this guy. He wears like an outfit made of tubes. He wrote about Daniels. He's like, does he get to your dreams too? Yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> well, there is that point where he just sees this old Vulcan dude and he says, who are you? And the Vulcan says, you know who I am, Captain. And I did expect him to go, Daniels? <laughs> <laughs> just squinting. Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, this it, it's Surak. And Surak's basically like, you know Vulcans are shit now in my time. <laughs> we're not in my time, we're in your time, but in this dream we're in my time, and Vulcans are shit. And Archer's like, oh, it is fucking Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that if he didn't believe him and he thought he was actually Daniels. Like, You're not fucking with me this time, Daniels. No, I said no, enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Topol wakes him up, and then Memory Alpha tells me he sits down. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> he did sit down, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that is the end of Act 1. Archer sits down. So, we're in the Vulcan Council chamber then, and Vlas is like, I'm going to bomb shit. And there's another Vulcan there who's like, I don't think you should bomb stuff. And Vlas is like, nope, going to bomb stuff. Going to bomb stuff. Is what we do. We're Vulcans. No, that is exactly not what we do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not. that We we don't do that. Well, I'm going to do it. What are you going to do about it? You can't because I decide everything you do. <laughs> I'm going to mess up your hair. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate power. <laughs> Just sprigging his hair. <laughs> no. Yeah, so they're going to do bombing. <laughs> Back in the caves, Archer says to T'Pau, hey, I had a vision of Surak, and T'Pol says, oh, you must be carrying Surak's Catra. And T'Pol's like, no, that's not a thing. No. <laughs> T'Pol, do you remember when you didn't believe in time travel? <laughs> She's like, I still don't. Which, which time? <laughs> remember then when you went back in time several times? Which time? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> And then Topal says, tell you what, I'll do a mind meld with you. And she does a mind meld with Archer and goes, fuck, he's got Sir Rex Catra. And Topal's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so then on the Enterprise, Trip and Soval are making plans to disable a satellite near the forge so that Travis can fly a shuttle pod down and, and try and find Archer and Topal. And I do like there's some really good lines where Trip says, why are you helping us? And so I was like, I spent 30 years on Earth and I gained an affinity for humans. And Trip says, you did a pretty good job of hiding it. And so I just goes, thank you. <laughs> I loved yeah. that line. I thought that was great. Yep. Yeah. I like that line as well. It, it just nicely summed up Soval's character for the last four years. <laughs> yes, very much so. Since his early introduction in the first season where he only drinks water, and that was his entire character. That Quite wasn't literally. even him. He didn't even say that. That was like a rando Vulcan who turned up, but he definitely also only yeah. drank water. <laughs> okay, I thought it was actually Soval's line, but I guess uh, I guess not. Yeah, so they're, they're going to try and find Archer and T'Pol, and then they get hailed by Velaz, and he says, you have to leave. And Trip says, nah, not gonna. And then Velas is like, well, fine. I 
I'm going to call Admiral Gardner. And Trip says, there's no such character as Admiral Gardner in the show. <laughs> and Velas says, this is his first appearance, and he's not even appearing. I'm just mentioning him. Why are all the admirals named after, like, horticultural areas? <laughs> <laughs> Admiral Forrest, Admiral Gardner, Admiral National Trust. It's the same as the, the Pokemon... Professors. They're all named after various foliage. You've got Professor Oak. Yeah, you yeah you're right. Willow. It's because the the Pokemon universe is a terrifying fascist superstate. <laughs> That's not what I was trying to get at. But it's true, right? Okay. They clone all the nurses and that. <laughs> and that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what can I say, man? Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto needs some talking to. Well, I think it's just because the first Pokemon games, you you were working with the power of the Game Boy, a very weak system, so it was just the same sprites, and then the anime went, we're too lazy to draw different ones as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we... Vulcans, yes. Mm. So, on Vulcan, in the caves, Topoli's like, no, we don't believe in Catras, and... Archer's like, oh, for fuck's sake, come on. Yeah, be cool. Your mom's cool. Why can't you be cool? (laughs) Either be groovy or leave. And T'Pol's like, no, it's much more likely that since Siren did a little mind meld with you as he was dying, you're just, like, thinking his thoughts. And Archer's like, the fuck are you on about? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, the swamp gas and the planet Venus. That's why you saw a UFO. Yeah, it was a weather balloon. There's a weather balloon in your head, and that is why you think you've got Surak in there. Speaking of um, of weather balloons, <laughs> that um, you know, we try not to talk too much about what's going on in the real world, but that rubbish um, Chinese spy balloon that fucking hell flew over America this week. I saw a meme when it got destroyed, uh, which was just like goodbye something, goodbye moon. <laughs> I read a story as well that some of Donald Trump kept some when they flew over while he was president or something. Well, he kept a spy balloon. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. It's a whimsical story about Donald Trump I've ever heard, but. (laughs) He also seems like the kind of guy who's too lazy to ever, like, actually turn it on, plus he'll have self-conscious fear that as soon as he turns it on, he doesn't actually know how to use it. <laughs> it just goes, it flies away, and he just cries. No, he would not cry. He'd be like, yep, that's what I plan to do. And <laughs> it go. Oh boy, that's the highest spy balloon you've ever seen, just right there. Just so you know. Yep, just so you know. Yep. Yeah, I can't do it, Donald Trump, who's just going to be like a country lawyer. If I might <laughs> <laughs> just be a civil country, Donald Trump. <laughs> but Archer's mum, Les Dennis, and T'Pau have a conversation where Les Dennis is all like, look, maybe Siren gave Surak to Archer for a reason. And T'Pau says, yeah, he couldn't reach T'Pol as he was dying. And Les Dennis goes, that is fair. But also, this might be good. (laughs) He's like, in what way is is this good, Les Dennis? Explain to us how this helps us. (laughs) And then T'Pau says, no, I'm just going to get Surak's catcher out of his head using a ritual. And Les Dennis says, but Archer could die. And T'Pau goes, yeah, he could. 
Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, and then they go into the cell and say, hey, we want to get this catcher out of you. And Archie goes, to be honest, that's what I want too. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And Topol's like, yeah, but if he didn't, what would you have done? And Topol says, well, forced him. Like, what you don't see in that scene is like right next to them, there's a Vulcan guy. He's got a cat stuck up his ass. <laughs> when they walk in, she's like, we're going to get this catcher out of you. And he gets to the point where he says cat and he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and another hour with a cat wow. in his ass. Wow. How... I don't know. I'm not going to ask. I mean, let's No, face I it. didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've gotten to that point. It's this Zindi guy who's got a specialist sort of thing and you know, he's been uh he's been teaching people how to put things inside of things. <laughs> Back on Vulcan. No, we're already on Vulcan. We never left Vulcan. But now we're going to a different bit of Vulcan, the High Command's tall building. Very cathedral-like their building as well. First time we've seen it from the outside. Oh, I'm going to have to look at it. I must have missed it. Vulcan High Command. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Matt Googling has become a signature feature of this show this season. <laughs> <And>, uh... <laughs> oh, there's some drawings of it, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, there's that. what's that one that looks like a pyramid? Uh, Freemasons? <laughs> There's a Vulcan fucking Freemasons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the, the one that got blown up. What was that? Oh, that oh, was the Earth Embassy. All oh, right, so they they built the pyramid. All oh, right, okay, I can see the Vulcan. Yeah, okay, it does look like a cathedral. Yep. Vulcans yep. are such wankers, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> so far. <laughs> the lass is like, has the Enterprise left? And other Vulcans go, nope. And he's like, the fuck? But I told them to. And I told them that Admiral Gardner told them to as well. And we'd better shoot them. And the other Vulcan who's like, look, okay, bombing Vulcans is one thing, but shooting down an Earth ship. And the lass is like, no, I really want to kill things now. Yeah, I mean, again, even you are like, putting into words more protest than there actually was in these scenes. There was one Vulcan who every, I think twice in the episode, he questioned this guy and it was very, very much like, what did he say? You're something, the murders now as well. You're overseeing the murders now as well, or uh, like a massacre. You can oversee uh, massacre. a massacre. That's right. It was something about being overlording, overseeing some kind of massacre now as well. He just says, so you're overseeing a massacre now as well. And the other main Vloss boy says, "The Vloss boy." Yeah, he says he's prevent taking out a threat or whatever. And I just, you'd put up more of a fight, wouldn't you? Like, you'd be like, "Hey, logic things that we abide by." Yeah, but then Vloss would say, "Well, yeah, I am doing the logic, and I'm the leader of the Vulcans, so my logic is better than your logic." Yeah. And also, look what I did to Soval, and where is he now on a mm. spaceship? conspiring against us. He, he looks like he's on holiday, and I'd quite like to go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wonder if T'Pol got a, uh, a reputation just because she spent three years on a human ship and all of a sudden is like the most emotional Vulcan that has ever existed. Emotivulc. Is that what they have instead of emojis? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what do Vulcans they have like... Logikies instead of emojis. Logikies. <laughs> it's just the various hand symbols. <laughs> and just one face that has no expression. <laughs> yeah, one face, and then you basically have sign language in hand symbols. <laughs> <laughs> 
Might as well type words. I, I've looked for like a symbol of logic and it's brought me up just random symbols and one of the symbols is a tie and a collar. <laughs> I mean, oh, I want to see a Vulcan in a tie. Do I ever get to see a Vulcan in a tie? No. Oh. Never, ever, wow. Never. No, we're aware. Wow. Well, well, I think you might see Spock in a tie. Okay. Sp- oh, yeah. Spock does wear a tie. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm fine you won't, we won't tell you why because it will annoy you, but yeah. <laughs> I would have actually been flawed if not one Vulcan had ever worn a tie in all of Star Trek canon. So we go back to Archer and T'Pol's cell where I noticed that the door is tiny. Like, Archer's by the door, crouched down, and then he stands up, and it comes up to, like, his chest. And like, oh, yeah. Is this a cell for dwarves, or...? No, it, uh, ancient Vulcan criminals were very small. <laughs> The Cyrenites come and get him so they can do the ritual to get Surax Catra out of him. And instead, while the ritual's going on, he just has another conversation with Surak where Surak basically says, hey, Vulcans on Enterprise, not real fucking Vulcans. They're shit Vulcans. What you need to do is help me, who is now dying of radiation poisoning, but not really because this is still a dream, remember. But I'm real in your head. But yeah, we got to get Vulcans to how they should be. Basically, we've got to undo Berman and Braga's. I mean... The Romulans, um, bad work. Romulan? And then he's just, Archer's just there looking at him and he's like, Daniels? He's like, no! <laughs> Fine, yes, call me Daniels if you want. But... <laughs> he's like, I hate you, Daniels. <laughs> and Archer's like, but why me? And Siren's like, because you're human and you're not burdened by Vulcan history? Why me? Because you're the main character. Because yeah. the dead guy couldn't reach to pole. Yeah, that might actually might actually be my my biggest gripe with the entire episode is that why the fuck Archer? <laughs> like, there's no reason other than the fact that he is the main character of the TV. Do show. you know what would have been cool, right? Because it's so terrible. Is if it got into Malcolm? <laughs> oh no! What? Oh, where? Fuck! And then Malcolm's like, everyone. Oh, it's. Uh, What's his name? Um, Surak said everyone has to suck my dick, and everyone's like, "No, <laughs> we're not going to do it." You horrible man! I love the idea that he gets stuck in Malcolm's head, like when Malcolm's at home, off duty, off the ship, and he's stuck in Malcolm's head and has all of this important Vulcan shit to say to him. But he has to deal with what Malcolm's doing right now first, and he's like, "Put the drink down." No, I know <laughs> that you feel shit. Shut the fuck up. I know that you hate. Oh my god, I know everyone on the ship hates you. It's fine, you can work on it next... Oh my god, we're never going to get there. <laughs> I know the podcast stopped doing the goblin bit, and you actually quite liked it, but... <laughs> yeah, just like, Sorok just takes control of Malcolm and just like runs him into a wall repeatedly until he's unconscious. <laughs> yeah, Surak tells Archie he's got to find the Kiyashara so that Vulcan can, like, do enlightenment. And then in the real world on Vulcan, T'Pau's like, oh, Surak wants to stay an archer. That's disappointing. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some, right? Why does he want to stay an archer? (laughs) Because he doesn't like 80s power ballads. I think it's because the the real Sorak has got erectile dysfunction, and uh, I thought you were going to say it's because the real Sorak is the friends we made along the way. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> <He is>. yeah. <laughs> 
So on the Enterprise, Soval disables a Vulcan satellite, so Travis, in a shuttle pod with Malcolm and Amako, can get down to the surface undetected to try and find T'Pol and Archer, but they do get detected, some Vulcan shuttles fire on them, and they have to run back to the Enterprise. Yeah, I wish I had some Scooby-Doo bongos for like the running sound that happens in cartoons when their, oh, legs are, right. when their legs are winding up and they're not actually running anywhere yet, and then they go... Oh, you mean that noise? It's it's yeah, it's more like <laughs> I don't know. I'll find a clip of the noise. And... You know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. There we go. Vlas hails them again, and he's like, "Why are you still here?" And Trip's like, "Cause Archer's on the surface. Sorry, but we're not leaving without him." And Vlas says, "Well, I'm going to blow you the fuck up then." I'd just be like, uh, "Archer's in the duty free." <laughs> you reckon Vulcans have duty free? No. What do Vulcans have other than desert? Pointy ears. <laughs> green blood. Sassy attitudes. Yeah. Pissy water. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was an amalgamation of some, some other things that we Pissy didn't hear the other. And, and water. That's why. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Archer's been asleep for three hours, and then he wakes up, and Les Dennis and T'Pol are there, and T'Pol says, I don't want anything to do with you, Les Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> and Archer says, ah, oh, Surex told me to find the Kia Aura. The Kia Aura? Yeah. What now? Do you remember Kia Aura, Elliot? Sounds like a curry. No, it's orange squash. Or... It's, it's too orangey for crows. Yeah. I mean, it had a very suspect advert in it the did. 80s. I have no, I've not seen or heard of this. Kiora? You've never heard of Kiora? No. What does Kiora even mean? Orange squash. Wait, I can do this. What does. Nope. Oh, two Googles in one episode. Kiora mean. Oh, oh! Well, that's very surprising. Is it? It's Maori and it means to live. Really? Yeah. Right, why. <laughs> is Kiora called yeah Kiora that's the right one would you say it was an orange juice it's like an orange squash the first Kiora was a lemon squash told by Arthur Gascoigne in Sydney Australia. it's fucking it's, it's an Antipodean squash huh huh well who says we're not an educational podcast I literally no. only know Robinson's you only know Robinson's you're such a a squash Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whereas I'm sitting here very knowledgeable of supermarket own brands. <laughs> yeah, Tesco's. As that, I should stop saying things. Other supermarkets are available, but some of them are shit. Wow. Not the ones that, you know, anyway. So the Vulcan caves are getting bombed. That happens quite quickly now. And But Archer, to Paul and to Pow. Stay behind, and they're like, We're gonna go look for the Kia Aura. And Les Dennis is like, oh, I'm not. 
you go look for your squash drink. Yeah, he's like, yeah, why are you looking for squash for? Or she's like, I should say. And then three Vulcan ships fly towards the Enterprise and start shooting it. Vlas hails him one more time and goes, we've taken out your weapons. Your engines are about to go. You're fucked, mate. You should leave. And so Val goes, to be fair, I think we should leave. <laughs> <laughs> we have fucked this, haven't we? Yeah, you fucked it. <laughs> and then Archer to Paul and to Pal very quickly find the Kiyashara. <laughs> just like, there it is. Wow, that was... <laughs> We just like we walked down two corridors, found, saw a couple of dead Vulcans, and it's right there. Oh. oh, yeah! Doesn't Archer like recognize one of the dead Vulcans as well? Yeah, and Paul says, "Doesn't have a name tag." You be <laughs> making this up? Yeah, I know. yeah. This is Bert the Vulcan. Uh, <laughs> he was known for making really strong cheese and onion sandwiches on long trips. <laughs> and Velas is all like, "Yeah, we've bombed them. Now let's send in troops and really kill them." And the other Vulcan dude is like, "No, that no, don't do that." And Velas is like, "Nope, we're doing it." What is wrong with you today? Like, have <laughs> you had your Weetabix? <laughs> <laughs> and then now they've got the Kirshara. Archer to Paul and to Pau leave, and they find Les Dennis is dying, and to Paul does a bit of a cry, and Les Dennis says, "I've always been proud of you, to Paul." <laughs> Yeah, she does a dead. <laughs> One day, Paul, all this will be yours. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the Enterprise, they've left Vulcan, and so Val's like, well, this is bad, because they're going to now... I, I've just got some information here. Just don't ask me where I got it. It just came up. He's got his emails. Yeah, he's read his emails. Glass <laughs> <He's like, laughs> wants to basically launch a big attack on Adoria and something to do with Zindi weaponry. And uh, yeah, it's quite bad. Is he on like the fucking Vulcan QAnon website? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's he getting on this? It's on Vulcan Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Vloss has just posted, gonna bomb Andoria, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Trip's like, Oh, well, but, you know, you had a peace treaty with, with Andoria that Captain Archer helped me negotiate two years ago. The same age as our podcast. Oh, wow. There's there's that number two again. <laughs> wow, as thrilling as the repetition of the number 23 in that film with Jim Carrey. Oh, Liar Liar? No, the number 23. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then Trip says, set course for Andoria, maximum warp. And then we get to be continued. To be continued. When, wait, what? Oh, this okay, is then. the first episode of Enterprise in living memory that I was actually like, ah, oh, shit, I would have quite liked to have watched a bit more of that. Yeah, same. I was like, no, I want to know what happens next. And I kind of do know what happens next, but I still wanted to know what happens next. I mean, in the way that then this story would be over, sure. Like... <laughs> I can't be too hard on it. I didn't absolutely hate it, but <laughs> it's just I just you can't pin all of this. I like I, okay, I like the Vulcan stuff, right? I like the well, most of it. I like the aspect of okay, there's this shady shit going on, and it could really fuck things up. Like it could really undo a lot of the like actual good work that the Enterprise did do while it was out in its previous two or three years, which is a big thing. But at the same time, Arch is not a hero. I just don't care. Why Vulcan in his head? Does he want it? Does he not want it? I don't care. He's in, why does he staying in his head? It makes no fucking sense. I don't care. 
So half and half, honestly, half and half in this episode for me. I, I like that the the serious implications of what the Vulcans are doing could have. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I like this yeah. episode, yeah. I think the Vulcan stuff's very interesting, and I know you don't like Archer, Elliot, but he is the captain in the series, and so he's going to have to do stuff. Yeah, but that it just doesn't make sense. They're trying to. It's as if they're trying to be like Archer is like some kind of chosen one, or he's just way more noble and heroic than anyone else. But it's just they haven't they haven't shown me that. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a little harsh. They have. He's done some heroic and noble stuff. He he tried to sacrifice himself to save the Earth from the Zindi, and if it weren't for Crewman Daniels, he'd have succeeded. <laughs> yeah, I just I I can't. I appreciate that that did happen, but I can't unsee all of his mistakes that led to that happening. <laughs> Elliot holds a grudge. That's what we're learning today. Yeah, that's what we've learned. He's a terrifying man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you guys have, like, super cool gadgetry in a picture. I'm just eating a cookie. Yeah, I mean, it might be an atomic cookie. So? I'm the one eating it. Yeah, remember, you are very hungry. <laughs> That is your defining trait, to be fair, it's in this true. show. It if, is. I, if I could just tick a personality checkbox, I would immediately tick the hungry checkbox. Yeah. I think you're hangry, even. Only when an enterprise is keeping me from eating dinner. <laughs> is that happening now? No, no, it's not. Where is this enterprise in the room at the moment? <laughs> Currently underneath the Netflix tab on the laptop, I believe. <laughs> well, I mean, you know... Again, we're at a point where it's part two of a three-part story, so Elliot's gripes aside, it's it's sort of hard to go into it all without starting to discuss what's going to happen in part three. Yeah. So let's, you know, is there anything else we'd like to say about Awakening, or do we just want to go watch Kiyoshara? Yeah, why not? I'll go on a little bit more. Just because Archer did some cool stuff every now and then. <laughs> it's like it's like when Piers Morgan says one cool thing. It doesn't turn him into a good person. I think it's very different to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Piers Morgan has done nothing to, to, to contribute to, the, to anything in, in the history of mankind. That's how I feel about Archer. He saved the world from the Zindi. He also fucked about for a year in space while his crew basically did all the work. Because he was fucking... Messing over some, what was it? So the situation room. He was obsessed with it. <laughs> he had a wasp's nest, remember? Yeah, we remember the wasp's nest. <laughs> anyway, our next episode is Kirshara, Elliot. More Vulcan caves? Probably. All right. Then. Oh, is it about squash? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're it's... playing squash. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that kind of squash. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the last two years of this, whatever this is. <laughs> we'll do another two years, and then I guess we'll see where we are. <laughs> uh, if you have enjoyed the episode and would like to speak to us for some reason, or just follow what we're doing, there's internet presence in the description, social media, all that good stuff. There's links to our coffee account if you want to donate so we can do the next two years. And you can leave reviews and five-star ratings on podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, and that is very helpful. If you would please do so, please help me. I dare you to convince me that Archer's a good protagonist. Come at me. I'll write a thesis. I'm going to convince you that Archer's a good protagonist. We're just saying that he <laughs> that he has that he's not that he's not Piers Morgan. That's like all we're saying. <laughs> <laughs>
thank you everyone for listening. Take care, and I guess we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.